Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and we are in day, what, 15 of the coronavirus pandemic? Cooped up inside? Doing what we always do, though, talking about Kanye West. Yeah, that much has not changed. <laughs> and um, my one recommendation, everybody out there, I know there's a lot of articles flying around, a lot of advice of you know how to live properly during these times. And the only thing I can really recommend more than anything is drink water. Lots and lots of water. It keeps you hydrated, and you know what? It just feels refreshing. Yeah. It's almost like a cleansing. Mm, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Like, if you're, if you're ever feeling down and feel like you're going crazy, like sitting inside all day, just put your head under the faucet and like wash yourself clean of all of your past troubles and kind of become reborn. <laughs> Why, Travis, are you describing what some would call a baptism? Um, yeah, I guess that kind of is what a baptism is, right? Putting your head under a faucet? <laughs> In some cases, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess it kind of recalls the song Water by Kanye West. Ah, yes. You know what? <laughs> How funny that this random topic oh. that we started talking about happens to play into oh. uh, the subject matter of the song that we're going to be talking about. That's just... That's huh. the song we're talking about today? Yeah. Go oh, figure. I thought I we were going to talk forgot. about Watch the Throne. No, no. Oh, still not doing that? Okay. No, still not doing Watch the Throne. Okay. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> but we are going to be talking about water by one known as kanye west uh mm. the seventh track on jesus is king and for those following around along with the structure of the album we tend to make the argument that the album's broken into uh two parts in the chiastic structure so you have a first part that builds up to everything we need and you might include water in that as everything we need to water the two kind of pivot points and then descends on the other side uh, from God is to Jesus is Lord, though 
sticklers might make the argument that water is part of that too and everything we need is just the the middle ground do you have mm. any strong feelings either way travis i actually i feel the latter way because yes like a baptism is kind of the turning point the album in a way but i feel like the turning point is really the mindset you have the, the mindset you develop in being ready for that baptism and being ready for a new life because everything we need, as we talked about, um, that song itself kind of has a chiastic structure. And the song is never leaning one way or the other of like Kanye's ready to be a better Christian or Kanye's still stuck in his combative mindset. I, it, the whole song kind of feels like he's still caught between those two ways of living as a Christian. So, and I feel like water is the first step towards the other direction. Like I'm ready to wash myself free like become something new and start down a better path and for those of you who are numerically uh interested <laughs> if you use everything we need as the middle ground then you have five songs building up to everything we need and five songs moving away from everything we need so it would fit as uh perfectly balanced you know as all mm. things should be like, like a seesaw <laughs> like a seesaw <laughs> Exactly. And we're you just standing it. in the middle of it. You get it. Um, so the argument that we make in terms of the presentation of events leading up to this point is that every hour uh, the choir is telling Kanye that he needs to essentially add his voice to those who are calling down the power of God from heaven, uh, the heavens. And that sets up what the journey of the album is going to be. So if that's where we're trying to get to, you start at a bit of a distance from that point. Sela, Follow God, Closed on Sunday, On God, all show Kanye living a religious life, a Christian-centric life, but there's tension in how he's going about it. Keeping perfect composure when I scream at the chauffeur. I ain't mean I'm just focused. I ain't mean I'm just focused. Put a lean out slow. No, you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the thing. I step in onto my land. I draw the line, it's written in the sand. Try me and you will see that I ain't That tension keeps creeping into the songs and. Uh, combative phrases and uh, just stress and fear that he's showing at times until you get to everything we need where it seems that he might be ready to let a lot of that go switch your switch your attitude go ahead level up yourself this that different latitude Life too short, go spoil yourself. Feel that, feel, enjoy yourself. Cause we have everything we need. The Bible verse that everything we need uh, alludes to ha is all about changing. That when you accept that God will give you everything you need, that there's this transformative energy uh, that results from that. And so when you have water that's getting at the symbolism of baptism following that, and you listen to the tone and attitude in the songs that follow, 
it really does seem that prior you have a bit more stress in the biblical living and in the aftermath of having that renewal of faith on everything we need in water, there's much more peace in how you're living religiously. Yeah, and really the intricacies of all that is probably the most fascinating part, at least to us, obviously, with dissecting every single line and every single song. But <laughs> um, like, it's funny how, you know, it's a, it's a chiasm, so it goes up and it goes down, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Connie's in a bad place in the first part and a good place in the second part. I think the key difference is Kanye feels separated in the first part and then part of the community in the second part, which makes water such a great intro into the second part. But I mean, in the first part, Kanye's fighting for good things. You know, he's fighting for his family. He's fighting for his ability to be himself and speak up as a Christian to follow God the way he wants. But the way he talks about it is always like he's separate from everyone like these people are attacking him these people don't understand me whereas water really kicks off like it's the line like we are water like he is part of the system in this community now and every song from here on out it, while the energy is better yes like you don't want kanye to like be going to war with people there are still plenty of moments that kanye feels separate like i think especially in hands-on where kanye is thinking about how people judge him and how he feels so disconnected from the community he so wishes to be part of. It's, I think that's really the key difference here as we go from water and here and out is like Connie is really starting to think about how he fits into the world as a Christian and how much that matters to how he lives as a Christian. Yeah, that's a really good point because it would seem in the first half he's okay with the isolation yeah. and maybe even at times find strength in the isolation. <laughs> right. Where in the latter half, it's all about how you interact with people, um, being hands-on, using the gospel to help, and then eventually with Jesus the Lord, adding your voice to the choir. Um, it's a really good point. Yeah, so which really does make Water such a great song for this because everything we need then really does become this turning point. Like Kanye, it, it really is this in-between state of Kanye realizing like all these people I'm fighting and like all these people I'm trying to please, like it doesn't matter. I have everything I need around me. And you can head into the second part of the album with that attitude and with Water, like he's ready to be literally baptized. It, that's what the song reflects. Like we'll even get into the production and how the song feels like a baptism. Yes, yes. Well, and yes. talking about feeling part of a community, um, <laughs> the song seems to be an interpolation at times and in ways of a Yoko Ono song called, I mean, this might be a reach, it might be a stretch, but it's called We're All Water. <laughs> But Kanye would be familiar with Yoko's music. And when you look at the lyrics for We're All Water, uh, it has a gimmick, like a pretty clear-cut gimmick. And the <laughs> message uh, becomes pretty clear at the end. But in the first verse, it says, There may not be much difference between Chairman Mao and Richard Nixon. We strip them naked. Uh, there may not be much difference between Marilyn Monroe and Lenny Bruce. We check their coffins. There may not be much difference between White House and Hall of People. We count their windows. So 
in those first three verses, you get two people that have differentiating factors, Chairman Mao being the leader of China, Richard Nixon being the president of the United States, who I don't think we're getting along all that well, even though Nixon did make progress uh, with China. I know because my uncle got sent out there to help build the first satellites. But when you strip them naked, you see that they're both just humans, right? Mm. They have the same physical makeup. And Marilyn Monroe and Lenny Bruce might be very different in their attitudes, personas, genders, but they both die. Uh, They're just mortals like anybody else. And the same thing with the White House and the Hall of People, which is the head legislative building in China. They're just both buildings with windows, Mm. even though they represent more at the end of the day. So she goes on to say Raquel Welsh and Jerry Rubin. We hear their heartbeats. Uh, Eldridge Cleaver and the Queen of England. We bottle their tears. So both end up still being sad and crying and emotional. Manson and the Pope. We press their smile. Rockefeller and you. We hear you sing. Between you and me, we show our dreams. So all of that just builds up to, hey, there's no difference. What's the difference? What, what, there's no difference. And the chorus is probably one of the most important parts relevant to Kanye, right? We're all water from different rivers. That's why it's so easy to meet. But we're all water in this vast, vast ocean. Someday we'll evaporate together. Oh. So we just all are part of the same rivers, or different rivers, but we're all water. Like we're all part of the same ocean and we'll eventually all die. <laughs> and we share this place together. So there's this very much a sense of community um, and erasing the lines of division that we see that Yoko Ono is trying to go for here. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, because Kanye, I, I would feel like the chorus, that's really where Kanye's drawing from because Yoko Ono's song is very broad and communal in this very broad kind of obvious way. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Her and Kanye are getting at the similar sentiments, but to draw from, you know, the rivers and the oceans and like, actual bodies of water on earth uh, that seems to be really what Kanye's pulling from there because you know Kanye made a gospel album here the every single song is focused on God and Jesus and God invented the world invented the rivers and created water and that's really where Kanye's focus is mainly at yeah taking a similar idea to Yoko and elevating it into the religious aspects yeah and giving it that religious through line of like, yeah, we're all water, and that water is because of God, God's love. Interesting, yeah. But there is a contrasting element, and we've talked about this before. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been songs like Fade on The Life of Pablo, and ooh, I'm trying to think if there's another that had dueling samples i know there definitely has been oh he does it a ton yeah but fate is a great example where he literally meshes together two samples and creates a story out of them like one sample fading into another and like 
creating something new like that it's all symbolic of his transformation on the life of Papa. it's amazing but here you have yoko ono who's all very community driven and thoughtful contrasted by the main sample on the song which is blowjob by bruce hack welcome to second best my friend the living part of life is just a blowjob and you have some things to say about bruce hack right (laughs) he's an interesting guy i i did as much research as i could on him yesterday uh he's kind of a mysterious guy not a lot is known about him he seems to be only appreciated by like really big music nerds and people in the electronic music field Uh, but basically he he was a strange guy who who today is very influential um and kind of shaped the way a lot of electronic music moved because he was making albums like way back in the 70s and shit but he was this guy who, like, very interesting, lived this dual life. Like, by day, he was creating children's music for, like, TV shows and stuff. And by night, he was making demonic electronica. <laughs> like, he was <laughs> he was this guy who was really caught between two states where, you know, he wanted to be this avant-garde musician who did shape, uh, create a path for electronic music, which he eventually did, but he didn't ever really do when he was alive because his music wasn't that popular his music would go on to inspire a lot of people but but back when he was alive he was caught between these two worlds where like to survive to make money i have to make this cheery children's music but uh, what i want to be doing is this dark uh look at humanity and he made like he made a bunch of music he he made one album called the electric lucifer <laughs> Uh, which was envisioned as an ominous concept album consumed with religiosity and the apocalypse, where the fate of humanity is determined by an epic battle battle between good and evil, love and hate, Mother Earth, and modernity. God, I couldn't say that word yesterday. (laughs) I don't know what it is about that word. Modernity. Um, Modernity. Yeah. It's weird. It doesn't sound... I don't know what it is about it, but like, I don't hear the word modern when I say it. But but it's right there. You got to turn it like modernity rather than modern. Yeah, you're right. Mm. All right. That's strange. Yeah. Chris is professor today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so like, and I I mean, obviously everyone thinks we're going to be making huge stretches here like trying to connect Bruce Hack with Kanye. But like, I think inherently like Kanye feels connected to Bruce Hack because back then Bruce Hack was caught between like who he was expected to be and who he wanted to be. And that's been Kanye's whole thing for the last like several, well, I guess it's been his whole thing his entire career. <laughs> like he was told he couldn't be a rapper. He should only produce. And he said, no, fuck you. He was told he couldn't do fashion. He was told you can't make a gospel album and he's done all those things. And um, I think maybe that's really the difference between him and Bruce Hack is Bruce Hack is somebody who really let it eat away at him and let his albums get darker. And he kind of ended his life upset with his career and his place in the music industry whereas Kanye is kind of constantly pushing himself and looking to do more so I think in that way he's inspired by Bruce Hack to 
to do better and do more of his career. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah, I think if I'm reaching a little bit more. I would say that Kanye seems to be inspired by the legends of people, uh, especially the way that he compares himself, we know, to Steve Jobs, uh, Hughes, Ford, Disney, like all these uh, titanic figures that are controversial a lot of the time in their own right, right? But Kanye just kind of looks at the positive legend about them. And Bruce Hack, I think the legend that's developed about him really is that he was somebody that the dichotomy that you just expressed, he felt very, what was it? You were reading something that actually used the word pigeonholed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there, it, it, we're getting into the exact psalm that was sampled here, the song Blowjob. It's from an album called Hacula. And Hacula was some uh, an album he made at the end of his career when he was very pessimistic and cynical about society. <laughs> um, and this whole album is like, God, he, you know, claimed that human existence is pointless bullshit. He depicted men as selfish liars. Like it's the polar opposite of everything Kanye is seemingly doing on Jesus, this game. And then at the end, um, it's crazy to believe that this man once made cheery children's music. It's like he failed to see that all of his misery was just a reflection of his current state, feeling pigeonholed into a role that he hated and being kept from living the, his intended dream. Yeah, so Kanye, we know <laughs> that since 2018, I mean, as you were describing, he was always breaking out of the pigeonholes that people had put him into, or the pegs that people tried to like keep him on, or mm. pegged to, huh? <laughs> um, but he started talking about the simulation and breaking out of the simulation and getting out of monolithic thoughts and even the wall street journal article that just came out yesterday that was a nine month profile of kanye the very last line was talking about kanye saying like essentially what he said on new slaves like they're mad that i'm not in their control <laughs> like they want to control me and they can't so kanye has continuously been trying to break out of people telling him who he can be and what he can do and that's become even more of a urge for him these last few years it seems if we can just judge by his public statements so for him to sample somebody <laughs> that was similar in that way and i don't think kanye would not know bruce hack at this point especially because one of the last things that bruce hack did was a collaboration with Def Jam's Russell Simmons entitled Party Machine, which uh, they describe, Wikipedia describes as a proto-hip-hop collaboration. So given Kanye's use of house music and electronic music, over the years and that hack was really big into uh moog synthesizers mm -hmm. um and vocoders and everything i'm sure that mike dean and kanye probably <laughs> at some points 
have talked about Bruce Hack and kind of just being fascinated with people as he is would have learned a bit more about him. So it is interesting to have Yoko Ono on one side of it and Bruce Hack on the other. Yeah. And the song Blowjob really does uh, counter <laughs> uh, Yoko Ono's sentiments. Yeah. Yeah. We get into the lyrics of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the song ends up being a bit of a condemnation <laughs> of just society and people. And there's a there's a cool twist that's kind of Kanye-esque in terms of the lyrics <laughs> having one meaning at the beginning and a different meaning at the end. So when you start, it says, welcome. Welcome to second best, my friend. The living part of life is just a blowjob. <laughs> welcome, you left your courage in a tree and history gave you a blowjob. So the idea of the living part of life is just a blowjob. I mean, blowjob is a sexual act intended for pleasure. Can't believe I just had to say that, but. <laughs> well, some people might not enjoy them. <laughs> might not know that it's a, it's a thing people do for fun. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the living part of life is just a blowjob. Makes life seem very superficial, right? That it's all about pleasure. There's nothing else to it. And it sets up the unspoken element of that is what happens after the living part of life. What is the afterlife then in that case? And if living is a blowjob, what is the contrast? Like mm. it's it sets up something far more serious. And at the end, you actually get that counterpoint coming in. Who did the job? Who dealt the blow? Who killed the cock? Who spoiled the show? Who did the job? Who dealt the blow? So the idea of a blow job gets deconstructed to a separate concept of a job where you deal a blow. And a job is typically associated with uh, assassinations and hitmen. Like, did you do the job? Yeah, he's dead. That kind of mm -hmm. dialogue you might see in a, a Bond movie or something. And you would call that dealing the blow. So Hack takes something that at first seems very superficial and pleasurable or pleasing, and by the end makes it into something far more deadly and serious, uh, yeah. which just kind of shows his outlook on life and his attitude on life. And that gets into then the second part, which is interesting, is that he's kind of musing on society and people and the fact that he's suffered uh, lines that might be relevant to Kanye. Uh, when days had turned to reckless nights and lights will glow under and out of sight, <laughs> the way they said we all should be, somehow they really got to me. And I have suffered from their fear and wondered if the time was near. So he listened to people saying what they thought, uh, how they thought everybody should behave and be. And that affected Bruce to the point where instead of acting and doing the things he's wanted to do, he suffered from their fear. Uh, it's kind of like somebody that's like, mom, dad, I want to go to New York and be an actor. <laughs> and the parents are like, how are you going to pay for anything? You need to go get a job first and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like all the fear that the parents have that their kid might struggle affects the kid and they might not go pursue their dream. Uh, similar 
to that, I think. Um, yeah. Which would be very much something Kanye would be into. Yeah. Chris, again, inhabiting the professor role, dissecting the fuck out of the song. I, I think <laughs> that really what I, and that is all true of the song and like what Bruce Hack is exploring, but I, I think this is this end part of the song is really where Kanye's drawing inspiration from and how Kanye is trying to contrast himself as much as possible from Bruce Hack, which I think is kind of beautiful. Like he's clearly inspired by Bruce Hack. You're totally right to like note Mike Dean because Mike Dean came in around the time Kanye's music got a lot more electronic and abrasive, which perfectly describes Bruce Hack. Like his music is so electronic to the point where like, unless you like electronic music, like it sounds like weird music that computers made and probably is unlistenable to you. Um, and the fact that the guy is making concept albums, like all of that fuses together here. And like, and I think Kanye is drawing inspiration from the end of the song here where Bruce Hack, had, well, I don't know if Bruce Hack is saying this, maybe someone else is, but the lyrics are suffer little ones who always knew that you were me and I was you to come with dignity, dignity and pride into a world where side by side, they can all find a way, they can all find a perfect way to live their life and play their play. But to kiss the sky and so to fly away from us who did not die. Which really seems like it's getting into uh, like a spiritual realm, like a religious, the way people live their lives religiously and expect to find something on the other side of this life, this life that Bruce Hack has suffered in. The, he looks around the world and sees nothing but bullshit and selfishness and greed and whereas a lot of people you know they go beyond this earth and they live their lives to be part of this new world on the other side of life all bruce hack can think is look around and think like what asshole made all of this like who why would i ever want to meet this person who put me in this hellscape it's it's interesting because that is not the energy of water at all no and to clarify a little bit there, um, before the Suffer Little Ones, he talks about, he said, the time was near to go back, go back and let the righteous have my day. And the righteous is tends to be associated with uh, the religious or the holy, right? Mm. Um, so letting these righteous people have uh, this period of time instead of him having it. And those last lines that you read uh, to fly away from us who did not die, um, but went beyond so they could know who did the job, who mm -hmm. dealt the blow. Like these people want to fly away. The righteous want to fly away from the non-righteous so they could know who did the job, who dealt the blow. And that means they want to, they want to meet God. They want to meet their maker, but their maker as described by Bruce Hack, as he said, is somebody that, did it create the heavens and the earth and is this wonderful person, <laughs> but he's the assassin who did the job and dealt the blow. He's the one that ruined everything for everyone is yeah. essentially what Bruce Hack is saying. That's uh, very dark. Yeah, it's and you can get why, again, I think Kanye is, is seeing that and responding to that in a song. You know, this is why Kanye is such an amazing artist and why we love him is that his samples always add texture and thought to the the words and music you're hearing in his songs. And to me, this kind of captures a very modern kind of millennial-esque condemnation of spirituality, of something being greater, of meaning. You know, the, like, the, 
I feel like Booz Hack is embracing meaninglessness. Like why put stock in something that you can't see that created everything around you when everything around you is your shit. Like we created all this and like it's on us to find meaning in our own lives. And, he's, and this feels like a combination of trying to find meaning elsewhere. So obviously Kanye does not feel that way because <laughs> he made a whole album about God and how much he loves God and how much joy and um, fulfillment God has brought him. So that, that, that's, that is a striking contrast. And I can't imagine Kanye would use this sample without knowing how huge that contrast was. Right, and how appropriate to use the sample on a song that's essentially a baptism. Yeah. And cleaning the music, like healing, being able to move forward. Kanye's talked about how he used to work for the devil, and now he's making music for God. He's like God's best, like number one artist. Yeah. <laughs> and you think about Bruce Hack, like making the electric devil or the electric Lucifer. And. I don't know. Is it just Kanye? Like the same way that he tried to finish um, Shirley Ann Lee's mm. song on Ghost Town? Is he now almost in some way yeah. like giving comfort and solace? I, I mean, I would argue that that's more of a stretch, but there is something curious about him finding these artists that had these hangups and almost completing their journey for them or adding to their journey. Yeah. You know what? Again, people are rolling their eyes. I like that a lot, actually. If for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Kanye samples uh, a specific Shirley and Lee song in Ghost Town. Someday, someday I, I want to wear a starry crown. Someday. Ghost Town opens with this Shirley and Lee song, and it's actually a song she made way back when that she never finished. She didn't know how to finish it. This is this is all by far I've gotten on it right. Okay, I got that much. I've gotten it right because you know I had this part. Like we only hear the opening notes of the song, those opening lines. And then the song kind of devolves into her like talking with her uh, producer or coach or whatever and saying like, I don't know what to say next. And he coaches her through the song. Like that's literally what the song is, this demo. Uh, but Kanye literally finishes the song. Like he gives it music. He lets Shirley Ann's Lee, Shirley Ann, what's her name? <laughs> Shirley Ann Lee. Yeah. <laughs> he lets her song like have a new life. And I guess in a way kind of rebirths it, you know? <laughs> And he makes the song about becoming a kid again and like and embracing that part of yourself that's ready to like take on the world anew. And it kind of the song actually is kind of a baptism in some ways. Um, I kind of feel like something similar is happening here. Like it's almost like the song water serves as a bit of a baptism, not a, as a baptism to Hacula, but like that attitude and the attitude you can have. Or maybe it's just getting at you know, how sometimes even, you know, the best Christian in the world, like, has some dark thoughts and has some reservations about themselves and humanity. And maybe in some ways water becomes the sort of baptism of that idea and of that attitude and moving beyond that. Right. Hmm. Before we move beyond that, I just want to read real fast. 
on the Amazon page for Hakula. The editorial review just says, deemed to be too dark and offensive for release when it was first recorded in 1978 <laughs> and bootlegged ever since. This is the first official release of Hakula. Hack's anger with society is palpable as he hisses and cusses his way over elastic electronic backings. Imagine a very, very bummed out Kraftwerk scowling as they play childlike melodies and sing under their breath of fear and abandonment. So that's Hakula. Oof. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to that right when we get done with this. Same. I'm very interested. <laughs> okay. Very interested. Half hour in. Let's talk about water. So, so well, well, well. So, so. All right. Well, the intro is one of the most puzzling things. <laughs> it's just Kanye, well, right, so, so, well, well, right, so, so, high as the sun come out. Is he saying he's high? Uh, planning, booting, planning, moving, planning, tubing. There, well, well. So that could just be adlet like pointlessness, but you do see it go from planning to action. Like you go from planning to booting, whether booting is uh, booting something up or walking. There's still an action taking place. Then you have planning to moving. Okay, so you plan something, then you take action. And then you have planning and tubing, which, like, I don't know, you go water tubing. I love it. I, I I know that's goofy as fuck, and this is why people don't like this album, but I love that. Like, that is such a Kanye way. To me, that feels like a college dropout Kanye thing to do. Like, something really goofy that gets at something profound at the same time. And what we're going to come to learn about water and the way Kanye views views water and how we are all water and, like, all part of the system of water, like, the idea of tubing, like it's it's very communal. It's like we're going to get there, and we're going to ride this good water energy that we have. <laughs> this good water energy, <laughs> ride the waves. So you go from you go from that to Aunt Clemens coming in with a chorus, and he says, "Clean us like the rain in spring," which uh, is very nature driven, right? Contrasting, take the chlorine out of our conversation, mm. which uh, that line I always thought take the chlorine out of conversation when I first heard the Coachella version was going to mean Kanye wanted to be able to say anything that he wanted to say right like people mm -hmm. should be able to speak their mind and you listen with respectful attitudes that seemed to be like a lot of his 2018 energy right, right. especially i thought about killing you <laughs> uh going on like you know just say it out loud see how it feels that felt in line with the chlorine is a cleaning agent that's in pools in other public bodies of water 
I guess most households too. So if you're removing the chlorine, you're letting things become more natural and letting people express themselves. But that's not necessarily where I, at this point where I think he's going with it because that first line, clean us like the rain in spring, mm. gets more in the natural way of cleansing, right? Yeah. And chlorine is a man-made agent. So it's almost like let's let's get rid of the chlorine that cleanses and rely on God and the rain to cleanse us of or to cleanse conversation. Yeah. I mean, it totally gets at the idea like how water is represented in the Bible, which fuck. You could have a whole podcast about how water is in the Bible. <laughs> it, I think I saw somewhere it's mentioned like 720 times in the Bible. And and no matter how water is used, like if you think about the flood you know, and Noah's story, even in cases like that, like water always seems to have this purifying asset. It, it gets, it gets at something good and gets at something cleansing, which I think the more I read into the Bible and the more I read about these events, you know, like the flood, they're all symbolic representations of humanity and what we go through as individuals and the flood, while yes, you know, flooded the earth, killed so many people. It's the idea of the flood was essentially a baptism. That's all that story reflects is the idea of a baptism and being born anew and starting fresh. And I think that's kind of the energy we have here at the beginning is like, it's not this chlorine that we put in water, something man-made, something artificial. It's, it's not natural. Like the water God provides, like it's that's not the kind of conversation we need to be having like it gets at uh the interactions we have with other people and how we live as humanity in the world you know it, it gets at this idea of like let's let's get to a better place naturally let's not just like let, let's get there like together I, I, again i think it gets at the communal aspect of the song and that there's something so disconnecting about just putting put throw chlorine in it and it'll be fine like like, no, like, let's, like, there's something about rain that reflects the community Connie wants to live in and how it, it represents God, I think, and, like, the the goodness and uh, communalness of God. Yeah, you can kind of take it as you have these artificial ways that people say that we should or shouldn't talk to one another, but then you have the ways that are inspired by, you know, the teachings of the Bible, like we should be talking because we're good people that are treating our neighbors well, like in that way, right? Like mm -hmm. speaking through living in the best way of the Bible rather than speaking and living in the way that you're doing so out of fear of society and what society tells you you can or can't say. Yeah. Which those things can align at points in time, right? Right. Um, but I think Kanye is just thinking – you know, why not have this natural godly way of going about it rather than um, all the things that people say and we shouldn't and shouldn't say. Yeah. And it's, it's really the first instance of Kanye asking God for help. Like his whole verse is going to be like asking God to do things for him and humanity. And he starts his, we start this chorus with a like, cleanest, like the rain and spring, like let's forget about the chlorine and all that shit. Like just, just clean us God. Uh, let your lights reflect on me, which, uh, is there anything more to that? Just the idea that <laughs> bodies of water reflect light. 
or that he wants to act in a godly way. Yeah, this is another one where like, you want to talk about water in the Bible? Like try talking about light in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was trying to think, I had something written down. Yet God is referred to as the light of the world. It's a phrase Jesus used to describe himself and his disciples. So like, I mean, yeah, it it just gets at this idea that like, as Connie will go on to talk about, and at Clemens, we're still going to talk about like, being open and exposing yourself and and giving yourself over to God. Like I'm not hiding anything, like shine your light on me. Yeah. That was the thing that just came to me too. let your light reflect on me is also an interesting contrast to the previous album, kids see ghost and the last song that we had cutting montage, Lord shine your light on me. Save me, please. Lord shine your light on me. Save me, please. So before it was just shine your light on me. I'm in this dark place and I need your light to save me and get me out of the dark. But now it's transitioned to let your light reflect on me in a way, making me an agent of you and behave in a way that's reflective of you. Yeah. And then I think it's interesting then to go from, let your light reflect on me too. I promise I'm not hiding anything. It's water. And it's water becomes this concluding thought to everything the course has been leading up to, you know, it's it, again, I think it just gets to everything we were talking about before. Like it's water. Like this is what water should be. It should, there shouldn't be chlorine in there. Like it, it's this natural godly thing that uh, can lead us in the right direction. Yes. And that I promise I'm not hiding anything line. Maybe, you know, usually we bombard you with Bible (laughs) uh, verses. This time, that might be the only place that is a Bible uh, allusion or reference. And it would be Luke 12, warnings and encouragements. So it would come from, Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, be in your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. You know, the Pharisees are always God, those motherfuckers. cropping up. Yeah, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. So there it is. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs which that's terrifying. You know, you whisper a secret <laughs> to somebody and suddenly it's shouted out over rooftops to everybody else to hear. Um, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. It goes on and on like that for a little bit, but then concludes with, uh, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say for the holy spirit will teach you at that time what you should say that seems to be the biggest reasoning why we think this does connect uh to water and might be some of the uh reference points here for kanye so he's not hiding anything he's not saying anything in secret that's going to be proclaimed to anything else. Like it's still very speech oriented, but then that last line, 
don't worry about what you're going to say because God will teach you at the time what you should say, which, yeah, take the chlorine out of conversation, clean us like the rain in spring. Like God's going to help you speak better and speak well and speak right. Yeah, which really becomes reflective of the album's journey and the places Kanye goes to because, you know, in a song like Hands On, you, you think about like, God will guide you the right way and teach you the way to speak, but that doesn't mean that the world's going to accept you and see you as a good Christian. So this is really kind of the first moments of Kanye realizing the way he should act as a Christian or, or a more fulfilling way to act as a Christian. And then after the song, we'll see what that means to the rest of the world, like how that version of Kanye fits into the world and the community. Nice. Okay. So we go from that to like that external water to we are water to pure as water, which really has the uh, evolution of the term and the application of it and the universality of it. Finally, with like a newborn daughter, just kind of getting back to the idea of innocence and rebirth, which also kind of channels ghost town. Yeah. And I think overall, it just, again, I feel like maybe we're repeating in some ways, but like it's, it's one thing to be cleansed by water, but it's another to entirely become water like this weird abstract idea like to become the substance that purifies you and gives you a fresh beginning it's another it's one thing to be like baptized by that water it's another to live like that water and to go out and be that water for other people yes yeah the difference between still like shine your light on me and like let your light reflect on me yes same same energy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So after that first chorus from Aunt Clemens, we get the verse from Aunt Clemens, and he says, the storm may come, uh, but we'll get through it because of your love. This already recalls everything we need, which had tied dollar sign saying we began after the storm inside. So there you move beyond the storm for the first time. And now here he's acknowledging that the storm may come back at times which also recalls Reborn on Kids See Ghosts, where Cuddy and Kanye talk about being reborn and moving forward and there's no stress anymore. It's very uplifting until we get to the bridge near the end of the song. Go. 
moving forward, keep moving forward. Something was wrong. Could it hold on? Sit here in this storm. Time goes on. Really, could it find my way out of the storm? Which way do I go? So it's like he goes from moving forward and being fine to being back in the storm again and telling himself underneath of it all, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And eventually that's exactly what happens. And it just becomes symbolic of the fact that even when you move into a good place, you have these periods where the darkness might come back and you're down. But now you know that you need to keep moving forward. And that's then extended when you have, Lord, shine your light on me, save me, please. Like ultimately it's having God's light on you in this album that's going to be the thing that saves you from the darkness. So to have yeah. the storm may come here again kind of brings all of that context back into the picture. Yeah. The other context too is from the album and Kanye uh, on, on God talked about Job and everything we need talks about the storm. And there's so much storm imagery in the story of Job. Like God literally speaks through a storm to Job, the most like blatant <laughs> imagery I've ever seen. Like, it's Job has to weather this storm. And like, I really think that's what Kanye's channeling here. And except it's, it's really on that other end of the storm where Job got all the daughters and cattle and shit. Like there's something kind of like relieving about this part. Like the storm may come, but like, we'll get through it. Like you really get a sense sonically that Kanye's in a better place. Yep. 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 And then we get either way, uh, we'll crash like water which hmm. there's you could read that as i mean how i initially read it was the storm may come but we'll get through it because of your love either way we crash like water so the storm's going to come and whether you get through it or not you're going to end up crashing like water mm. so better to know that you'll get through it <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the way I read those lines, and I, I think you're onto something there, but I, the way I read that line initially, coming off of the idea of we are water, is that even when there's crashing happening, which could um, signal, could like channel the energy of like a storm, you know, like something ominous and foreboding, this crashing is inevitably going to happen. Like we're all going to crash into each other as we're all part of this this water that makes up the earth but that's also that's just water you know water crashes there are waves there something that seems foreboding is actually just the way water is and like you just have to get through those ups and downs and remember that you're part of that water community that i referenced earlier so you might be you might have moments of conflict every now and then like say something that everybody hates mm -hmm. and come under fire but you know, that's just crashing like water and eventually the storm will pass and everything will settle down. Yeah. And, and we talked about this in everything we need, like the song structure and sonically, like it kind of represents a baptism and the way Ty Dollar signs chorus goes from no music backing it at all to like a little music backing it at all in the middle. And then at the end, there's like this resounding synth, this overwhelming, like, profundity that backs Ty Dollar Sign that makes you feel like the song went on this journey. I actually kind of think the same thing's happening on water where we start with Brooks Hack's sample uh, kind of guiding the song and being all of the music and instrumentation underneath. 
and then these water sounds are introduced in the chorus and verse, like literal water sounds in it. And it feels like the baptism's starting. And then as we head into Connie's verse here, you know, after everything we've talked about, this idea of like what water represents and all of the conflicting emotions you can have, like heading into a baptism, like all the crashing and all of the ups and downs and all the storms, you're working to just get to that other side. And as we head into Connie's verse, Bruce Hack's sample disappears. Like there's very little backing Kanye in this part. And it it kind of feels like a baptism in that way. Like the production is literally washing away. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, having that, I mean, Kanye has been known to have form and function meet in that way, right? Like how can we make, especially for a guy that's as obsessed with design and obsessed obsessed with architecture and furniture and the like it wouldn't surprise me for him to have that in mind of how can we make the song take the shape of the thing that we're talking about yeah i mean that's shit man that's just been kanye's growth as an artist all along he he was doing that in the beginning in very kind of elementary ways and now he's he's doing shit like this and i guess you can either read into it like we do or just think it sounds like bullshit i don't know (laughs) right like that's the thing we talk about with the college dropout he's making like great songs that some have like more ironic qualities but at the end of the day they're all kind of individual songs despite the narrative that sound really great but then as you get to Yeezus (laughs) there's a lot more form and function going on to where the songs don't always sound great as songs because they're serving the purpose on the album and the form of what they're trying to say. So a lot of the, oh, how is this going to work as like a mainstream popular song gets replaced by how can I make this have uh, the form that it represents to have the emotional impact. Same thing with like Life of Pablo and the alternation between Father Stretch My Hand 1 and 2, Famous and Feedback, Lowlights and Highlights, um, Highlights and Freestyle 4 you just get this back and forth as he oscillates between two different attitudes. One that's really superficial and endearing and charming, um, but ultimately hollow and egotistical versus one that's far more serious and ugly and gets at more of the true inner emotions that not everybody gets to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the growth Kanye has shown on these latter albums that, a lot of that, um, a lot of those dynamics and dichotomies he was looking for on like Jesus and the Life of Pablo really depended on like the track by track. Like this song contrasts that song. To where it's like, I feel like Kanye's getting to the point where it's happening all in a song. Like a song like Everything We Need, Sound Like Water, like these songs are really short and seemingly aren't doing much. Yet sonically, like they have all these different parts and go to all these different places to where when you look at a song that way, you realize like, with minimal lyricism like without saying much Kanye takes us on such a massive journey it's crazy it's cool this is why I love him Jesus float through us Jesus heal the bruises Jesus clean the music Jesus please use us Jesus please help Jesus please heal Jesus please forgive Jesus please reveal Jesus give us strength Jesus make us well Jesus help us live Jesus give us wealth Jesus is our safe Jesus is our rock Jesus give us grace Jesus keep us safe clean us like the rain
so verse two, as you said, where the sample falls away, we get Kanye coming in. And so many people hate this verse. Which, really? Oh. Yeah. It was I getting it. Uh, derided on Twitter the other day. Oh, gosh. It, th- this song, and like uh, God Is, is like another one. Like, this is one of the only times like Kanye feels so naked and open. Like, he is just literally pleading to God here, and it, it flows so well. I love it. Yeah, Jesus flow through us, heal the bruises, clean the music, please use us, please help, please heal, please forgive, please reveal, give us strength, make us well, help us live, give give us wealth. Jesus is our safe, Jesus is our rock, give us grace, keep us safe. And I personally think that a lot of this does in some ways contrast some of the earlier um, songs. Like, we talked about how on God, uh, it reaches a point where Kanye's trying to defend the prices that he charges for Yeezys, (laughs) and that he can't be on Dancing with the Stars, and this is, like, to keep his family, like, protected, and it's very kind of tone deaf for somebody that is worth, like, hundreds of millions, if not a billionaire at this point, and whose wife is also worth hundreds of millions, to be saying like, this is why I have to charge this price for the sneakers. And I think I first heard that line and we talked about it on the episode. It was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I know others did as well. But when you think about it in terms of where he's at on the journey to then the next song being everything we need that God's going to provide and you don't have to stress out about that stuff to now him just straight up saying, uh, Jesus, what is it? Give us wealth. He no longer feels the need to try to control that in the way that he did on, on God. And it's moving beyond that attitude. And I feel like you could probably chase that back to closed on Sundays as well with him. So defensive about Mm -hmm. his family and vipers and the, the infiltration of his kids thoughts where here he's just like, you know, keep us safe, like make us well, give us strength like he'll he doesn't need to exert that same sense of control out of fear that he felt he had to before because now he is truly relying on jesus yeah i mean kanye's journey for several albums now has been the destruction of the ego killing that part of himself that's you know ugly and pompous and stands above other people this song this part more than anything destroys that ego like he is completely giving himself over to god saying like i'm helpless like i haven't lived my life properly like i need guidance i need bap i need to be baptized like please reveal please heal please forgive give me strength like he is no longer the kanye west who doesn't need anybody to help him because he can make it all on his own like he needs god in this moment it's it's incredible oh and the big thing the line that i'm always way into and forget about your love's water the fact that we finally get that definition of water i think is really important into understanding aspects of this song like your love is water we're made up of water everything's water if that's the case you really get a better sense of where he's coming from with Mm -hmm. everything and why he feels so reliant on god and just this idea that like okay if god's love is water and waters all around us and in us and everything like 
this is why I can have this faith. This is why I can have this peace. Um, and then even starting off with Jesus flow through us, that gets into the idea mm. of the water being within us and moving through us. I mean, they always also talk about the spirit flowing through you, but it's just a nice little connection between water being a fluid substance and flowing substance and uh, starting with Jesus flow through us. Yeah, and that flow through us line, um, didn't he, in the original water, in the Sunday service, he said, like, water is, we're made up of 90% water? Yeah, that was one of the things that I kind of wish he had kept that line, because it does change the context of the song mm -hmm. a little bit. Originally, in the Coachella version, it said, uh, we're 90% water, like, right after it talked about, like, crashing, like, crash like water. Um and you got kind of got the idea that because we're only 90% water, we're only 90% God, mm. we're not pure in the same way. We're still going to have these impurities and these controversies that rise up, which is why we end up crashing like water. But that's also why we're going to be okay and be able to heal and move forward because we're still 90% God's love. So it accounts for both things. The problems that occur but also the peace that follows so yeah. i thought that line added a lot but here it's just more i think it grounds it more in just a positive outlook yeah and yeah i agree with that but i guess you could just take, if you purely wanted to look at it optimistically the idea that we are made up of water it connects the external with the internal the macro and the micro like we are water we are pure as water we're all part of this we're all part of the ocean, you know, we're all part of this water God created. Water is around us and we are part of that system. But on the inside, inside of us, we have God's love. We have water. And it doesn't just end with like being better out in the world. You have to be better to yourself. You have to remember that on the inside, you still have to be a Christian. You have to show love and you have to exhibit God's love. Right. You still have to reflect. Mm. You still got to reflect. That's a good point. Jesus, keep us safe. Clean us like the rain in spring. Take the chlorine out of conversation. Let your light reflect on me. I promise I'm not hiding anything. It's water. Ooh, we are water. So then we come back to the chorus uh, with maybe a bit more understanding about what the cleanness like the rain in spring means and uh, not hiding anything like because you've been purified, right? Mm -hmm. um, pure as water, like a newborn daughter. And then we get the outro, which just kind of repeats the intro. 
So you end in the same place that you began, but because we've gone on this journey and this purification process, uh, there's something a bit more at peace in the context of the second one. Yeah. And again, sonically, if you want to read into the production of the song like we do, uh, the the instrumentation and the sample comes back in. And in that way, again, it kind of feels, a bap feels like a baptism, right? Because you start off as one person and when you baptize, you don't just come out an entirely new person necessarily. Yes, you're rebirthed and you're ready to start a new, but you're still who you are. You're still Kanye West and it's on you to be different. So, And I think in a way that the production of the song kind of acknowledges that, that it, it heads out with Brooks Hack's sample still there, like almost as a reminder to Kanye, like, don't live like this. Yeah. Don't, don't be Bruce. <laughs> don't be a hack. Just kidding. He's not a hack. How dare you? It's probably pronounced like hawk or something. We probably said it wrong the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> to even think about that. Yeah, because it's two A's. Mm. It's definitely hawk. Well, we can make a disclaimer now and I can insert it at the beginning of the episode. But, you know, it's pronounced <laughs> Dracula, not Dracula. <laughs> Are there two A's? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's why we did it. Hocula. Pacula. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's it. There we go. We're not dummies. No. You know? <sighs> We're so dumb. Um, Very. But that's water. And we'll see as we head into the next episode with God is that there really has been a transformation that occurs because God is, is one hell of a praising banger. Is yeah. that a phrase you can use? One Fuck hell yeah. of a praising banger. Damn straight. It is. It, it, it's probably the closest to like old school Kanye in a while. Kanye never saying like this, you know, in the college dropout or anything, but like just like the sample and the soul sound, like it really takes you back. Yo, God is, is fantastic. Love it. Yeah, so uh, the change in the change in being coming out of water is is very clear. So <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. And until then, you know, just over an hour on a less than three minute song. Not bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, and if you want to hear us talk about more of Kanye West songs, because you may be looking at our feed and be like, "What the fuck? They've only talked about Jesus is King." No, we've talked about literally every song on every solo Kanye West album. And you can listen to the ball on Patreon for $5 a month. Yep. Patreon.com slash Kanye podcast. And we'd appreciate the, uh, the patronage. <laughs> it goes a long way to helping us continue to do what it is we do with the show. And uh, means a lot. Yeah. Although I guess you, you don't necessarily have to pay $5 a month. You can pay $5 once, download all of the episodes, and just keep them for yourself. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. So, <laughs> really, five dollars is all we're worth. Yeah, but really, the five dollars a month is more of just it helps us keep going. You know, we don't have ads on the show or anything, so this is just your way of supporting us. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just uh, gotta have faith. You know, the money will come. <laughs> the money just, will come. We are water. Let's all be part of this system and give us money. <laughs> yeah, we turned the podcast into a prosperity gospel. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Proven system that works. Yep, yep. All right, everybody. 
until the next time, uh, stay wavy. Yeah, and keep it loopy, and if you have time, keep it holy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.